will continue to worship God through intently listening to the word preached. I am not going to preach this afternoon, but I'm privileged to introduce Bishop Jeray Mora. Bishop Jeray actually leads um, the Philippines as a region in every nation, so there are different churches that he oversees. Um, he is part of the Bishop's Council of Victory. But more than that, he's actually uh, a man I deeply respect. When I was a student in university, he was a campus missionary. And I have seen him continue to serve God through the decades. So he's one of those I really admire and respect, Bishop Jeray Mora. Afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Pinky. Ano to eh, mutual admiration club. <laughs> really admire Pastor Pinky as well. I've seen him through the years. Sabi niya nga, uh, campus missionary ko, she was, a, she was a student and saw her serve God in the area of, uh, 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 I think, the area of politics and different, uh, different areas as well. Then eventually jumped into the ministry and eventually became, uh, became one of our pastors. Now, my classmate, and we hope to graduate together uh, by this May, uh, finish our uh, master's in Every Nation Seminary. So uh, thank you for the invitation, and thank you for this opportunity to share the word with us, with you today. Can we all stand as we read our text for our third week of our series, Set Apart? Leviticus chapter 16, verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die, for I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way, Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body. He shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water, then put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for the burnt offering. Lord, we pray this afternoon that you would open the eyes of our heart, Lord God. Lord, that we would walk out of this, of this service, this time of worship with you, grateful in our hearts, knowing that the impossibility of sin was made possible to be forgiven and paid for through Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that what was impossible to have a relationship with a holy God was made possible through Christ. That today we can actually enjoy your blessings, enjoy your presence, and grow in a relationship with you. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would stir our hearts and our faith. Lord God, that we might be a people that will pursue you for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seat. <clears throat> Many years ago, siguro mga two decades ago or slightly more, 
something happened to me that really shocked me. Um, so much so that this is one of the few mo moments where I, when it happened, I was literally frozen. And I mouth like, and did not know what to do. I'm just glad nothing serious really happened during that time. So what was this all about? Uh, I had a favorite lamp. How many of you have? Yung lamp na ginagamit mo for studying uh, in your table. So through the years, ano na siya? Uh, gumigewang na. Minsan hindi na makatayo. Konting ano lang, babagsak na yung lamp. So dahil mahilig din naman kung magkuting, more mechanically than electrically, Sabi ko, kaya ko to. So, kinuha ko yung tools ko, kinuha ko yung lamp. I tore it apart to repair it. So, inaayos ko na yung lamp kasi sabi ko, wala naman problema ang electrical. So, ang ano lang naman, ang stand lang naman. So, inaayos ko. Binalik ko lahat. Hindi ko inisip kung paano yung electricity. And how many of you know that electricity has some rules you have to follow? That if you don't, disaster can happen. So dahil naggawa ko na, nabuo ko na, hindi ko na maalala yung mga joints sa loob. So parang basta alam ko lang may nakalabas na kung saan mo ilalagay yung wire. So para sabi ko, alam ko to. So inupuan ko, nag-isip ako, ah, tinamad na ako to take it apart. So kinabit ko. Pag-plug ko lang ganyan, boom! Sumabog right in front of me. And all I can remember now is this white smoke go up. And the smell of soot. Buti na lang, nothing serious happened. And I'm also thankful that my wife was so busy, she did not hear it at all. <laughs> Sometimes we think that rules are unreasonable. Sometimes we think that laws are a waste of time. Now, I'm not... I'm sure there are laws that are questionable. And there are rules that are absolutely crazy. I question laws as, and rules as well. But I also know this, that behind those rules is the desire and a plan for our own good. So here we go. We're looking at this text. And we're looking at these rules that God established. And we're wondering sometimes, why all the detail? What for? How many of you have, uh, ha have gotten into that place? Bakit ganito? Bakit pinapahirapan? Ang dali-dali nito eh. Papahirapan pa. Bakit may specific na ganito? Bakit hindi na lang ganito? There's so many things we can ask and questions. But, but, and question, but I realize this, that God's rules, commands, and His word are a very serious matter. Because I realize that the laws of God are not created to control our behavior. God is not a control freak because God is in charge whether you like it or not. He's not trying to prove He's in charge. So the rules of God are not there to control your behavior. The rules of God are there to give us a chance. You and I, sinful man, a chance to have a relationship with Him. Because holiness 
and sin cannot go together. Just like light and darkness cannot go together, if you bring light and darkness together, one of them has to give way because they cannot exist together. And God set His laws. God gave us His word not to make life difficult for us, but to make the impossible, which is a relationship with a holy God, possible. That sinful man can actually relate and enjoy the presence of a holy God. So let's go back to our, uh, to our text. And our text is interesting because right from the very beginning, napatigil ka na, di ba? I don't know if you notice it. Verse 1, The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they draw near before the Lord and died. Opening text pa lang. Ano to? Lumapit sila kay Lord. They wanted to meet God. They wanted to enjoy His presence. Anong resulta? Was it a blessing? Patay sila. And it be, you begin to question, what happened here? So I went back to where it first, where it's explained, Leviticus chapter 10. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and put incense on it and offered strange and unholy fire before the Lord. As he had not commanded them, and there came forth fire, from before the Lord and killed them, and they died before the Lord. Verse 3, Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord meant when He said, I and my will, not their own, will be acknowledged as hallowed by those who come near me. And before all the people, I will be honored. And Aaron said nothing. Here's the father of the two sons that just died. But he realized that the laws of God are so serious, he could not complain. He said nothing. I'm reading from the Message Bible, Amplified Bible. And I want to highlight verse 3 again. This is what the Lord meant when He said, I and my will, not their own, will be acknowledged as hallowed. Here is two people who is trying to get close to God. And they ended up dead. It makes you wonder why. Remember last week, Adam and Eve, we talked about, decided to sin against God. And it broke their amazing relationship with God. Their sin drove them out of the garden and drove them and placed a separation between God and them and launched the redemptive plan of God. This holy God and sinful man cannot be joined together. So God set out a plan to restore this broken relationship. God devised and created the law to allow this. So I realize that the Word of God 
and the law of God was created so that we can enjoy a relationship with God. The goal is not to control us. The goal is not to make us behave a certain way. The goal is to give us a path to meet with God and enjoy God. The interesting thing was this. If you read Leviticus chapter 9, Nadab and Abihu were doing very well. They were already offering sacrifices to the Lord. They were in the house of God doing things that they're supposed to do because they were priests and they were following instructions. I just don't know why at the last minute they decided to do their own thing. What was happening here? They're supposed to get the censors that was set aside for the purpose of worship. Instead, what they, what they did was they brought their own. Siguro inisip nila, mas maganda tong akin. Mas maganda, mas maganda pagkagawa. I don't know. But they decided to bring their own. And they're supposed to get fire from a place in the temple where there's fire all the time. They're supposed to go there and get the fire. I don't know kung nagdala sila ng posporo, o nagdala sila ng kandila, o na lighter. Parang alayo pa nun, matagal na. Para matapos na to, para ma-serve na si God. O sige, sindihan na natin. I don't know. I don't have an answer. But I do know, and all I can know, is God says, don't do that. Friends, I realize this. I may never understand the rules of God, why it's there, but I can surely understand what I need to do and what I need to obey. And I realize this as well. God does not owe us an explanation for why He wants things done the way He wants things done. And my experience is this, that the more I apply and the more I obey the rules of God, somehow I get a glimpse of why it's there. I may not understand everything about it, but I get a glimpse and understand more and more of it. God gives further instructions and tells Moses, tell Aaron, don't come in. Why? We find out that God has to visit the mercy seat first. And then he says, after he does this, Aaron should come in with a certain offering, with a certain set of clothes, worn a specific way. Why? Again, because God said so. So what can we understand here from this narrative that we just read? The first is this. Holiness is a serious matter. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 2, And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat that is on the ark so that you may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. In the Old Testament, the holiness of God was so serious you could actually die. 
I am grateful for Jesus that today when I make a mistake, I can repent. I don't need to die. But it shows you a picture that holiness is a serious matter with God. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 3, Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord meant when he said, I and my will, not their own, will be acknowledged as hallowed. <coughs> Remember we talked about Adam and Eve last week. We realized that the actual sin of Adam was not eating, or Eve was not eating the fruit. It was rebellion against God. They wanted to be God, not God. They wanted to trust themselves, not God. And I realized this, the kingdom, in a kingdom, there cannot be two sovereigns. You cannot have two kings in one kingdom. Hindi talaga pwede yan. Either one is king or the other is king. There can be no two lords in the same kingdom. You cannot, you, God cannot be Lord and you Lord at the same time. Hello? See, the world wants religion. <clears throat> A religion where they can do things for God, serve God, give to God, appease God, but really be the Lord of their lives. But holiness is so serious that here is a holy God and sin cannot join with Him. And the only way it can join together, one of the reasons it can be joined together is one take the Lordship and the other one serves the Lord. Sin corrupts our relationship with God. Sin separates us from God. We cannot be set apart for ourselves and be set apart for God. We can't say, Lord, use me for your purpose. Tapos, we run our own purpose. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't plan anything. Hindi ko sinasabi, dapat wala kang plano sa buhay mo. Hindi yun ang ibig ko sabihin. Ang ibig ko sabihin, Lord, ba si Jesus o hindi? Two lords cannot coexist in the same kingdom. Secondly, mercy and grace is a gift only God can give. Mercy and grace is a gift only God can give. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 2. It talks about God going through the mercy seat. It's God that does it. Not Moses not Aaron. Aaron couldn't say to God, hey, God, uh, sige, alam ko na tama limang anak ko, ayusin ko. What did God say? Tell Aaron to stay there, don't go in, because I have to go to the mercy seat first. It is God who does the work, not us. Seeing the holiness of God shows us the amazing love of God. Friends, the love of God did not set aside the holiness. The love of God did not overlook sin. Sometimes in our religious culture, we think that God loves us so much. Baliwala na lang, okay na yan. Mahal na mahal kayo, okay. Wala na yan, okay na yan. Have you ever been in a conflict before? Tapos nagkayo sa kag, okay lang yan. Okay na, okay na. Anong okay? Munti kayo magpatayan, okay lang. 
Ano okay kung yung busihin mo, baril, marami na namatay? Hello? God did not cover sin and say, okay na yan, wala na yan. God had to meet the demands of sin. It is in Christ that justice and love meet together. It is in Christ that justice and mercy meet together because God's love is so powerful that He actually stepped into earth to meet the demands of sin for justice. It's a gift from God. You can't do it. Nobody can pay for our sin. The greatest impossibility any one of us has ever faced and will continue to face is sin because you can't pay for it. Lahat ng challenges natin sa buhay, mahanapan natin ng paraan. Siguro hindi lang nga maganda siguro yung ibang solusyon natin. Pero yung, yung kasalanan, wala talagang paraan. Kahit anong gawin natin. Only Jesus can pay for that. That's why mercy and grace is a gift. God's call for mercy and God's call for grace and God's call for repentance is not a penalty. It is a gift. Sometimes we think, bakit? Kasalanan ba talaga to? God has given us a way out. It's called repentance. It's called repentance. It's a gift from God. I don't know if you realize this. God forgives sin not excuses. If you're ready to repent of your sin, take responsibility for your sin and repent, then you can be forgiven. But remember Adam and Eve, when God met with them, nagturoan sila. Sabi ni Lord, did you eat of the tree? Asagot ni Adam, ito yung babae binigay mo sa akin, pambihira. Sinalbahay ako. Ini. Niloko ako. Tapos yung babae naman, yung, ano, yung ahas. Ahas talaga yan eh. You know, sometimes I wonder, what would have happened if Adam from the very beginning said, Lord, I have sinned. I take responsibility. Can you please forgive me? And you know, today, man still blames others. If God dealt with us according to what we deserve, we would not be here today. But I thank God for the gift of grace and mercy. Sure, the path to receiving grace and mercy is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I thank God there's a path. Because if not for grace and mercy, nah, nah. it's a dead end for all of us.
His ways, His word, His will, is His mercy, it is His love, and it is His grace. Think about this. Man created the problem. God provided the solution. Not an escape clause. God did not provide an escape clause. Instead, God fulfilled the demands for justice so He can grant mercy. It is only in Christ where justice is totally fulfilled and mercy can be totally given. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered all, for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for the time until his enemies should be made a footstool toward for his feet, for by a single offering he has perfected for all time all those who are being sanctified. You find out when you read this that this offering, this uh, uh, of uh, a day of atonement, a day where your sins are covered, where your sins are 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 are, are washed, is repeated yearly, annually for them because of their sin until Christ came. And when Christ came, it was the perfect sacrifice, the single sacrifice, the only sacrifice that's offered once. And now all of us don't have to do any sacrifice for our sins ever again. Sometimes the question many times is, why Christ? Bakit hindi iba? Bakit si Jesus lang? Because only Jesus is good enough, wise enough, and perfect enough. To be an offering for sin. You cannot be a sacrifice for sin when you're a sinner yourself. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. That was one of the things you realize in the Old Testament. The, 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 the offering, the lamb, the ram had to be cared for, for from, they were, from the youth. Because kailangan perfect, walang blemish, walang sugat. Pagpute, walang black spot. So the moment you see it when it's a, when it's a young lamb, you nurture it till it's, it's, till it's old enough to be a sacrifice because you know one day you're going to need a sacrifice that's perfect. All pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus, the perfect lamb. And people ask many times, Bakit si Christ lang? Because if it's not Christ, then there is no other. It is Christ making known there is a way because without Him there is no way. Grace and mercy are a gift from God. And I hope we cherish that gift and I hope we carry that gift across the world to a people who don't know. So God, Christ, 
is where justice and mercy meet. And grace is the result of that. Somebody asked, what's the difference between mercy and grace? And mercy is forgiveness. May ginawa ka, nag-sorry ka, I forgive you. Ang grace, na-forgive ka na, na-bless ka pa. Why? You don't even deserve mercy, but you were given mercy. You, obviously, you don't deserve blessing, but yet you're given to blessing. That's grace. Now, as a Christian, I think I've shared, shared this in a few times here. As a Christian, I believe in the Bible that says, love your enemies. And because I'm a child, How many of you agree? Wow. <laughs> Pastor Pinky, konti lang may enemy dito. Mga dalawa, tatlo lang. Lahat sila walang enemy. Grabe. Babait talaga ninyo. Tigil na nga ako dito. <laughs> De, seriously, I will love my enemies. But to trust them, that's another story. But look at what Jesus did for us. The Bible says before Christ, we were enemies of God. Friends, we were not good people that made mistakes. We were enemies of God. And through Christ, we have been forgiven, granted mercy. And grace comes in, we are given His blessings. Not only are we given His blessings, we are entrusted with the purpose of God. God Himself is the one saying, I trust you. Grace and mercy is a gift. So how do we respond to this? And this is where we close. Faith that leads to obedience is the only possible response. Faith that leads to obedience is the only possible response. Leviticus 16 verse 34, And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel once in a year because of all their sins. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Moses did as they commanded as he commanded him Moses could have complained lord why Moses could have questioned lord what about this and what about that but the bible here says that Moses obeyed so the question here friends is this Jesus died on the cross for our sins Jesus paid the price for our sins will you trust Jesus Will you trust him enough to, let, to live his lordship in your life? Will you trust and obey? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have, we have a great priest over the house of God that has drawn near 
with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from evil, from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Friends, with sin in our lives, with Jesus as our high priest standing and mediating between our holy God and our sinfulness, and with Jesus pouring out his blood so that we can enter God's presence and have a relationship with him. Will you draw near to God? Will you trust in Christ? Will you press on towards a life of faith, a growing relationship with Christ? Will you live out the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Friends, I realize many times, especially for those of us who've been walking with God for a while now, made our commitment to Christ, we love God, try to serve Him. Many times, it's not a decision of sin or not. Many times, the challenge is whether Jesus is first or not. Whether Jesus is Lord or not. Now, as we bring this to a close, let me throw more questions for us to think about and pray through. First question is, do you tithe because there is a command that is demanding it? Or because we need to, be rem to remind ourselves to take steps to put God first? And I'm not here to argue whether the tithe is for today or not. Let me ask you this question. Do you need a reminder to put God first? Do you read the Bible because somebody checks us, checks on us, or again because we want to put God first and make Him the most important voice in our life? Friends, reading the Bible is not really for God. He doesn't need it. Listening to the Bible preached and taught is not really for God. He doesn't need it. God's not up there saying, wow, galing ng preacher na yun. Why? Because he, he wrote the Bible. It's really for us. Do we want, is there a desire in, heart, in our hearts to make the Word of God the strongest, most important voice that we hear? But when we make decisions, we have all these voices, different options. Is the voice of God the most important voice that we hear? We read the Word. We spend time in the Word. We meditate on the Word because we want the Word of God to be the most important voice in our lives. Do we go to church because we are supposed to? Or because we want to take steps to put God first. Do we plan our schedule around God first? Or is God the sacrifice first? Sorry, busy ako eh. Dami kong gagawin. Hindi ako pwede kasi dami. Please, I'm not trying to fiddle with your schedules. 
I know there are things we can't get away from. But let me just ask you the question again. Do we build our schedule around putting God first? Or do we put God wherever we're free? I learned this many years ago and it stuck with me. Whatever and whoever is sacrificed is the lesser value no matter how good and articulate your excuses or your reasons are. Think about that. Do we build our life around putting God first? Friends, the price for sin was so crazy expensive, only Jesus could pay the price for you and I to be redeemed from it. In Christ, we don't have to be pressured to come before God clean and holy because it is Christ and coming to Him that makes us clean and holy. In fact, the biggest difference between Christianity, and I don't want to put anybody down or any religion down, but think about this. The biggest difference between Christianity and all the other religions in the world is exactly that. All the other religions in the world tells you to get your, right, your life right, then go to God. It is only in Christianity that the beginning point is not you or me. The beginning point is Christ died on the cross paid for your sin, set you free from the penalty of your sin so you can come with the greatest mess of your life because He can fix it. And you don't have to wait till you're fixed. What an honor, what a privilege God has given us. His rules are not given to control behavior. His loss and His holiness show us the extent of His love because what was impossible for us, He made possible through Christ. Friends, it's time to put our full trust in Christ. Trusting the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ is the only way we can draw near to a perfectly holy God. Can we just pray right now? Let's just close our eyes. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. Left to our sin, we're a big mess. But Lord, even in the midst of our greatest mess, Lord God, we can come to you Broken, sinful, filthy, even wicked. Because it is in the cross that justice for our sin has been paid for. So that we can receive mercy and grace from you. So Lord, we come to you, Lord God, in our brokenness. We come to you, Lord, in our own struggles. In our own shortcomings, Lord God. And we put our trust 
in your finished work on the cross. And we say, Lord, we trust you to redeem us from sin, to save us from all wickedness. That we might have a relationship with you. Lord, help us, Lord God, to work out, to live out your Lordship in our lives. Lord, for some of us, we've made this commitment years ago. And yet, Lord God, there are moments sometimes, one after the other, sometimes longer times in between. But there are surely moments, Lord God, when we blow it, when we take matters into our own, our own hands and forget about you being the Lord of our lives. We thank you again, Lord God, that your mercy is new every morning. And we come to you again today asking for your forgiveness, repenting for our sin and the wickedness in our hearts, and asking you, grace, grace, Lord, redeem our hearts. Transform us. Thank you that we don't have to stay in our sin. We can be free. Enjoy a blessed life with you. As we continue to walk with you for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name.